Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media, Sports Radio. My apologies. I'm used to saying media network, <laughs> uh, network now on the uh, YouTube show. But I'm your host, Brittany Jones, here with my wonderful co-host, Miss Princess Cooper. How are you today, Miss Princess? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So it's been hot. That's all I know. <laughs> when is the fall is, weather going to break through? You know, it's September, Brittany. Now, in October, you'll be saying, man, it's cold out there for the first time. But it's coming. I think it's been a hot summer. We deserve a little cooling off for sure. I love cold Absol- weather, though. Absolutely. <laughs> I love my favorite uh, seasons, fall and spring. Winter, mm-hmm. I, I'm a little used to it because I'm on the East Coast, but it still gets a little too cold. So, eh, yeah, we, yeah, we just get that one. But Princess, you ready to talk some sports? I'm ready to do it. Come on, let's get into it. Guess what, guys? We got some good news today. NFL football is officially back. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. I've been waiting all year for this, although it's only been so many months. <laughs> but before we get into NFL, I do want to talk about a college game that happened last week. Um, Coach Prime and Colorado won their first game of the season. They beat TCU 45-42. Princess, I just want to get your thoughts on that game. And who was your MVP of the game? Quickly, Brittany, do you like college football more than NFL or NFL more than college football? I'm more of a – probably more of an NFL person. Look, I'm up on the East Coast, okay. so we don't get a lot of college okay. football hoorah like down south. So I'm mm-hmm. more of an NFL. Okay. <laughs> I just realized that. Yeah. I just and, and Kevin is there. He's more NFL too. You all are waiting for this time of the season. So um, let, let's get to Colorado and who's my MVP. You know, I could give it to Travis Hunter or George Sanders, and I'm going to let them tie for second. But my MVP is is um, is Coach Prime. There is no way, Brittany, and I've been talking a lot of stuff, even to Reverend Robinson who said they're going to win on Saturday. I was like, oh, I'll just sit down. Now, they're, they're not going to win this game. TCU has enough returning. So my MVP goes to Coach Prime because he was able to, to send 50-some players out bring in 60-some transfers and 80-some 80-some new athletes all together and to have that team intact by February and then um, get them ready in that little time of an offseason, which maybe is six months at best, and not only get them prepared, but show themselves to be now one of those that we're talking about in college football. That was the biggest game of week one, and that is Colorado TCU. And not only did they – they maintain and play right alongside them and then go ahead, go ahead, 24-14. TCU comes back, goes up four, 28-24, and they did, not, um, they did not look like, okay, we're giving up. 
We're gonna we're we're gonna not they didn't flinch at all, and that was coaching. As a matter of fact, TCU and the trenches on offense and defense were bigger than them, but they held their own, and sometimes they pushed them out of the way. And when you can have a quarterback to throw for 500 yards, I don't care where he is, and have four receivers with over 100 yards apiece. Um, Travis Hunter being one of them. Have your, your running back, who is a freshman running back, you know, run for over 100 yards. Um, and to have that type of transition back and forth from offense to defense to special teams, not many mistakes, only six penalties. Coach Prime is my MVP, and that hurts me to say that because I've been saying, okay, he's good, and I'm rooting for him, but he's not ready, you know, to say he's going to come out and win, win week one. He did it, Brittany. I can't give him enough credit. Now, though, you got to manage expectations because here game day for Fox is coming back again for a home game, and tickets aren't $35 anymore. They're $375, um, and that's more than – <laughs> that's more than they're paying to go in to see the Denver Broncos. So MVP to Coach Prime, and second, tied for second is Shador and, and Travis Hunter. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, and it's crazy because there was the due to, and it's primarily due to, like you said, he basically told a lot of people, a lot of those players, into the transfer portal, you don't belong here. This is not what you want. I'm telling you this now. Yeah. And for him to say that, that is one of the biggest risks that you can take. And because of yeah. that, people said, Buff- I'm sorry, I'm going to say Buffalo. My goodness. Colorado is not going to win this game. They may win a couple games. We don't really see them winning a whole lot of games. Eh, if they said, yeah, right, y'all may not believe, believe but we believe. You know, I was on their mm. side. Something told me Colorado's going to come out and make a splash in this college football league. They 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 really did. And I think it's more because of Deion Sanders, I'm sorry, Coach Prime, and how he coaches. If you watch him on every level that he has ever coached, he succeeds at. Even as a player, he studies and he, he, he teaches that to his players, to study, work hard, teach them how to carry themselves in a professional manner, and they love him and they trust him, and they showed that on the field. Um, so I wasn't really shocked that they won the game. Besides, I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't really a big believer in TCU. I know TCU got very far last year, um, almost to the national championship game, one loss away from the national championship. No, they were, the in, national championship. they were in the national championship game and lost 65 oh, seconds. Yes, yes, that's right. My apologies. Yes, mm-hmm. um, but but the, I I just I don't know. It was something about CCO where I never really really believed in them, and maybe I was wrong for that. I don't know. But I said coming out, Colorado was going to win this game. They're going to shock the world, although they didn't shock me. But overall, hmm. Travis Hunter to play both ways the entire game. That is some incredible yeah. stuff. Um, I was going to pick him as at my MVP, but I felt like that was just too easy. Um, so I want to give some love to a couple, to another player that hasn't really been spoken about, and that's the other receiver, Jimmy Horn Jr. He had, I think, 117 yards and 11 receptions. Um, but you could go with anybody on this team. Man, are they explosive. 
These guys are very mm-hmm. explosive. But I, I will say this thing. I do have some concerns with Colorado, and I think Coach Prime may have similar concerns, and that's in the trenches. And I just hope they really mm-hmm. try their best to um, get their technique down and try to shore up as much as they can uh, um, uh, the play in the trenches. you have any thoughts on the play within the trenches? Yeah, you know what, Brittany, I agree with you. And Colorado gave up two or three really big plays um, on defense, and they gave up some long runs um, um, to, to those running backs. Uh, you know, so I think he has some concerns. I didn't hear him mention the penalties, but he said we made some a lot of mistakes, and we're going to have to clean that up this week. And he said because Travis Hunter played so many snaps, I think 80 on defense, 69 on offense, he said he won't come back to practice until Wednesday. You know, we got to give him some rest to get off those ways, although he wants to come back sooner. So, yeah, there's a con- some concern there. I also, Brittany, want to bring up the fact that um, the young man running back for TCU Sanders got hurt. And he was laying out mm-hmm. there on his back. Um, you know, Coach Prime came over to him. And they've been asking, well, what did you say? What did you say? So finally the young man said, he told me, you're going to have to get up, young man, because they can't win without you. And I don't want them to have any excuse. I want to beat them head to head. So he said, I'm going to need you to get up <laughs> and come on, let's play. So TC doesn't have any excuses. And that young man scored three touchdowns, Sanders. And he said another thing. He had the last name Sanders, so I had to go out there and check on him. And, you know, um, Sonny Dyke was out there, too, the head coach of TCU. And Coach Prime talked to him while I was out there. They kind of hugged, you know, had some social words and then moved on. But I like, and I haven't Mm -hmm. always, I like the aura of um, Coach Prime in that game before the game and now. I, I, I liked it, and I haven't always liked his bravado. He isn't everybody's cup of tea. Um, you know, and he came from the, you know, the arrogant Jerry Curl world and look at me. But, you know, he said, nobody thinks I can coach, and I spent 14 years in the NFL. I have become mm-hmm. a believer, but I also just think he's a very good manager and motivator of men, and he obviously accumulated a very good staff. Um, I can't yep. discount that, uh, you know, he, he accumulated a very good staff. Absolutely, and you could tell how much he loves these these young men. Um, you know, yeah. from Travis Hunter, just the embrace that Travis Hunter, and the fact that Coach Prime just embraced him back when they hugged, and mm-hmm. the, then the the one running back. Not, I don't think it was the starting running back. I think it was one of the uh, second the second running back. I don't know exactly. I can't remember exactly who it was, but um, he it looked like he hurt his knee a little bit, or he stepped wrong. And, you know, he was getting frustrated, and Coach Prime was like, no, no, no. And he was going to run out back out to the game, but Coach Prime loaded him up, pulled him, pulled him to him and said, no, I need you to go get checked out because we need to make sure that you're okay. And just that love and that care, you know, you don't see that too many often. You definitely won't mm-hmm. see when you the likes of a Chip Kelly. I'm sorry, I reverted back mm-hmm. for a little bit. Let me, let me bring it back here. <laughs> um, but to Come see back. that love and that care is, to me, is amazing because a lot of coaches do not, they don't, they don't show that towards their players, and that's why so many players gravitate towards Coach Prime outside of the former big time NFL star. So. Yeah, you know, um, and I think that Coach Prime can be two things. You can see his love and care, but he also mm-hmm. can get in your behind. And he said yep. he stopped practice 
in the middle of practice and made him run seven gases. He said, because I wanted to make sure. He said, no one's talking about our condition. But he said, it was hot out there. We had condition. And he said, I stopped and did those seven gases to see who was going to whine and cry and who was going to stand up and be a man. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I like, too, is that he didn't have any captives, you know. And I and I just read this. He, on their jerseys, is either L for leaders or D for dogs. And he said both of them mean something. He said, if you're a dog right. on this team, you bad. And if you're a leader mm-hmm. on this team, and, and I like that. Just his, I don't know, approach. We have to say, Brittany, that attaining 50-some people through the transfer portal and making it work and coming out and winning game one really changes how you approach your your season and your strategy to be um, to have the formula to win. He's just changed mm-hmm. that. Now coaches are going to definitely be calling him. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, on that note, good luck to Colorado. I hope they have a good season. You never know. Yeah. I know Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders are both, I believe, in their second or third year of college um, playing mm-hmm. football here. So they may potentially be coming out in this year's or next year's yeah. NFL draft. Um, and Shador, this year, you would have playing. to say. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, no, go ahead. and Shador, if he keeps playing the way he does, he's going to be in competition. Uh, with Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams and Drake, I can't think of the NCU's uh, North Carolina's quarterback Drake May. for that number one spot. Drake May. Mm-hmm. I agree. So. I agree. Um, a Jet scout, the NFL scout, came out and said that after week one, that Shador was no better than a six or seven round draft draft pick. I, I don't know what there he's smoking, but and and really, if that's what he thought, why well, say it after week one? I I think that's just a smoke screen. Um, both of these young men are eligible ahead into the draft after this year. They both had three years in college, two at Jackson State, if I'm not mistaken, and then they transferred, and this is year three. And I think they're all they're both redshirt um, juniors, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, they're eligible for the for the NFL draft, and I I don't see them staying around. Um, for another year. I may be wrong. And we haven't even talked about Shiloh Sanders, his other son, who led the yep. team in tackles, um, 10 tackles, nine um, solo tackles. So just an overall great week for the Sanders family and Colorado Buffalo. Keeping it all in the family. Um, before <laughs> we move to, to our next topic, um, which is getting back into the NFL, I do want to shout out real fast. Um, I think she started playing now, but that's Coco. I'm rooting for you, Coco. This is the semifinals of the U.S. Yeah. Open tennis, of course. So I can't remember the the young lady she's going up against, but it's supposed to be a crazy matchup. And they actually, Gary, come on now, and I believe we're on ESPN. Um, but don't, 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 don't. Make sure you listen to us. You don't need to listen to the commentary of that. It's boring. <laughs> All right. But <laughs> uh, but let's move on to to the NFL because this young man, and I can say young man because I'm older than him, way older, not too much mm-hmm. older. But Nick Bosa has officially signed the a record deal, the biggest defensive deal in NFL history uh, with a guaranteed, I believe it was $122 million he's guaranteed, but I, to, I believe a total of 170 over the course of four years. My, 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 <laughs> that's all I can say. Princess, what are your thoughts on this? Listen, I, I could uh, deal with the $50 million in bonus, signing bonus that he got for signing this deal. $50 million 
up front. It's his. And then a $170 million contract um, for four years. So five that's seasons. 120, five seasons. So then, okay, so, you know, that's still now. Um, that's what he'll get now. And then, of course, the rest of that divided in the next four seasons. That's pretty good right there. That's pretty good. But to be the highest paid athlete to ever put on a 49er uniform, that's crazy. Congratulations, Nick Bosa. And then to also be the highest paid defender in the entire league, that's big too, $170 million, $50 million, um, already in his pocket, in his bank account as of today. They said that both sides were way far apart, but that Nick Nick Bosa said, you know what, the season is about to start, and I want to get back with my peeps. So I think he forced a deal. Let's get something done, and they were able to do this. But before this week, they were far apart from both of their conversations. So here we are at the beginning of the season, and Nick Bosa is back. And I think the 49ers has themselves something. And as Kevin Walker would say, the window is closing quickly. This is their year to make an um, mm-hmm. impact and see how far they can get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, look, well-deserved contract. That's all I would say. What he does on the field yeah. is unbelievable. <clears throat> it's absolutely unbelievable. He is the leader of that defense, and if you ask me, he's the leader of that entire team. Um, mm-hmm. I know they have uh, uh, and they have Fred Warner, and they just signed Javon Hargrave. I have another question for you, Princess, and I actually just thought about this. Although we've seen some of Brock Purdy last year, and a lot of people are believers in him, um, not sure if they, they'll ever say he's going to be an elite quarterback, but soon, mm-hmm. you know, and within the next year or two, he's going to be wanting a new contract as well, especially if he takes this team as far as he did last year or even further. How does this mm-hmm. contract, they still have Christian McCaffrey. They just signed Debo to a nice-size contract. Uh, Fred Warner, yeah. I believe. If he didn't get signed to a big contract, he's coming up next. Um, you've got Brandon Ayuk, who's the other receiver. They still have not signed an extension. How does this contract and all those other big contracts, Javon Hargrave just got a big contract in the free agency, how is this going to impact Brock Purdy's contract? And will they be looking for another quarterback? Oh, I, I think I – don't, I don't think they're looking for another quarterback. I don't think any of those freakish – um, injuries are going to happen this year. This is his year. Um, I remember, wow, it's been three years ago when Brock Purdy was coming into the NFL draft. Um, Duck Raleigh said, Princess, I don't know why San Francisco drafted Trey Lance, but they also drafted Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy mm-hmm. is a much better quarterback than Trey Lance, and they'll see mm-hmm. that. He said, I saw him play up close at Iowa State. I said all that to say that I think if he performs well, and I'm going to speak that into fruition for him, he's going to perform well. So then it's, it's time for him to get paid. Then what you do is you go back and renegotiate some of those contracts and and, and, and backlog some of their, their money, especially if they got some signing bonuses like $50 million. You kind of readjust some of that. Don't take away their money, but maybe put it mm-hmm. off in another year and not add just a fifth year but a sixth year like a Bosa or like a Hargraves or if Hargraves is coming up, some of the others like McCaffrey or Debo, you can backlog some of that money and still promise it to him and give it to him. But you're mm-hmm. going to have to make some room for Brock Purdy. If he has – and he looked, he looks good. 
before he got hurt in the playoffs, there's no way. I thought they were headed to something. I thought they were headed mm-hmm. on a collision course with Philadelphia Eagles. So um, there's always, um, you know, a way to massage that salary cap, and they're going to have to with what they've given away to Debo, McCaffrey, um, and, and, and now Bosa. They're going to have to massage that cap and see where they can save some money and see who they can negotiate with and say, hey, put this off into an additional year so we can take care of Rock Purdy because we're on to something. And and if you're a Tom Brady-type mindset, um, Tom Brady did it a million times, that's what you do, and I think that's what they'll do to make sure that they can get Rock Purdy um, in that building for at least five or six years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting um, to see what mm-hmm. happens because, who they got some big dollars. So, <laughs> some little big, big, I mean, granted, those are their most talented players, but they got some big contracts over there. Um, and, yeah. unfortunately, not everybody is a Howie Rosen. I'm not trying to give credit to the Eagles GM, but Eagles GM is known to be a numbers guy and understands the numbers game very well. Not every GM is a numbers guy. Um <clears throat> So it's definitely going to be interesting. But if Brock Purdy, they feel, is the one, I think, like you said, they will make it work. I do have some concerns mm-hmm. that they will lose some top talent over there because they have a lot of top talent that needs, that will be looking to get paid within the next couple of years. So it's definitely going to be interesting. But every team will eventually lose uh, some top talent. That's why the draft is very important. Um, all right, so yeah. before we get into the NFL previews, uh, I wanted to talk about this one uh, player in the NFL, and it actually announced he was recently hurt, unfortunately, um, but he did miss all of last season, or majority of last season, and that's Cooper Cup. I hear a lot of people say that Cooper Cup is a top five receiver in the National Football League. Princess, do you think Cooper Cup is a top five receiver in the National Football League when healthy? I would have to say yes. Now that we've added Odell Beckham back in the mix, um, I, I don't think that Odell Beckham has had a whole lot of film or plays in the past two years. But, of course, there's Jefferson out there. There is Chase out there. There's a few. But Cooper Cup, before the injury, um, not only had talent, but he had moxie. He didn't mind going across the middle. Um, and he has great mm-hmm. hands. And I'm, I'm sad to see that he um, had those hamstring problems, and then they, now they've said that he's re-aggravated that. So I don't know if he's going to be on the pup list and miss the first four weeks or not. But, um, yeah, I'm putting Cooper Cup in, 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 in my top five based off of what I saw from him mm-hmm. on, that, on that Rams, L.A. Rams run that they did that ended up in a Super Bowl win. Yeah, you know what? I like Cooper Cup. I do. And what he did on that was that twenty was that twenty twenty one twenty two season, I believe, something like that. Yeah, that's twenty one twenty two. Mhm. Yep, twenty one twenty two season was incredible. Um, I just don't know if I could put him in my top five. Uh, <laughs> and the reason I say that is, when healthy, if all these players are healthy, you still have Devontae Adams who's still probably the yeah. top receiver in the game. Forgot then about you him. have the young mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson coming in. You still have uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, you still have Ty- uh, uh, not Tyreek, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins when he's healthy and ready to go. Um, I'm going to put Jamar Chase up there, A.J. Brown. <laughs> so it's just, maybe I'll give him top ten. I don't know if I could do top five. 
Um, I just think he has to overcome too many other receivers in order to become top five. But this does not take away from his talent. Those who are listening to me, I'm not taking away from his talent. I'm just saying if I had a preference, I would choose one of those other guys first based off size, speed, athleticism, and hands over a Cooper Cup. But, Princess, you are right. Him going across that middle is just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It is a gorgeous and thing Hopkins, to watch. I liked all of those you just said, even Brown um, from, from Philly. Um, Hopkins, to me, though, has such talent. Um, but he he's injury prone. As a matter of fact, right. he reminds me of McCaffrey at, at Carolina. Um, he, he'd never finished the season, and it was always just nicks and nag and injuries that kept him out mm-hmm. of one or two or three or four games. So I, I, I don't have Hopkins in my top five, but Devontae Adams, I'm sorry. Tyreek Hill, yes, for sure. And then you got Chase and Jefferson um, and then mm-hmm. Brown. So, And I like that five. And then maybe I'm putting Cooper Cup at, at six, but I, I, I probably got Hopkins below Cooper Cup before the injury. Now you got um, Hopkins probably coming back and doing well. But I, I hear what you're saying. I think I agree with your list more. Right. So, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because the Rams are a different team. Um, they don't have the same mm-hmm. caliber receivers they had then. You know, it was Cooper Cup. They had Odell Beckham. They had Robert Woods. I know a lot of people don't uh, uh, get on him a lot, but he before he got injured, Robert Woods was a very good receiver. Not elite, but yeah. he was a very good receiver. And then they had a younger Van Jefferson who also played well that year as well, and a healthy Matthew Stafford. You always need the healthy quarterback. And I think Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson is still there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't think he switched teams. And the only reason I know that name because he came came out of Florida. So I want to want to see what he has and where he lands because he's probably been the one most consistent that hasn't been injured that much. So let's see what the Rams can do because they they win the the the, the Super Bowl and they come back and they completely flunk the whole year. Um, injuries right. took over, whatever took over. Then they just really, after a while, they just sat Matthew Stafford out for the year. But what a what a turnaround. They've got to show me something this year. Yeah, it's, it's, they really went all in for that one year and decided to die that's right. on all the other years. So, And, again, mm-hmm. that's why I always say the draft is very important because you have to be mindful of your future when you're gone after these big-time free agents. So, yeah, they did it the tough way. Let's see how long they'll be not a great team. Um, mm-hmm. All right, Princess, let's move on because it is time. The game prediction is tonight. Time. It's <laughs> prediction time, NFL prediction time, and you already know. And surprisingly, oh, I did have that game on the list. I was going to say, how come I don't have a game on the list? Um, <laughs> we have to start with tonight's game at 820 on NBC, NFL kickoff. Thursday night primetime game, uh, Detroit Lions versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Be mindful, Travis Kelsey is out. Great mm-hmm. uh, tight end for the Chiefs, as well as Emmanuel Mosley, I believe is just the starting cornerback. I think he's the starting cornerback from Detroit Lions mm-hmm. is also out. So they both have top players out. What is your prediction for tonight's game? Yeah, and their premier defensive lineman, Chris Jones, is still out um, disputing mm-hmm. his contract and, and willing to sit out for the Chiefs. But they are at Arrowhead, um, and it is the Detroit Lions, although I was really impressed with the effect of Dan Campbell. I think he's a dog as a, as a head coach, and he really challenges his players, and he seems to be a, a player's coach, and I like what they're doing. I still don't think they come into Arrowhead tonight. 
um, with the Andy Reid led team, even without those those stars, and do something with the also Patrick Mahomes at the helm. Um, I, I think they win. I think they probably win by two touchdowns. Chief. Oh wow! Nice. <laughs> well, Pat, Patty mm-hmm. Mahomes is starting off great tonight. Um, for mm-hmm. me. Um, I think it's going to be a much closer game than what people think. I do believe that Travis Kelsey is a uh, – I can't think of what to call him – a comfort for Patrick Mahomes, and he's missing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or a safety net, a a safety net for for when he gets in trouble. Travis Kelsey always knows where to be, when to be there, right there for Patrick Mahomes when he gets in trouble. Chris Jones, them missing him, to me, is big on the defensive side of the ball. I tell you why, because the Lions have a top-tier offensive line, if everyone is still healthy, and they showed that last year, and they have a decent running game. I know they no longer have DeAndre, uh, 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 DeAndre Swift because he's with the Eagles now, but they went and they drafted Jameer Gibbs, who is a great running back as well as a great pass-catching back, and they have that young receiver, Namai St. Brown, who's very, very talented. So it's depending mm-hmm. on the coaching and Jared Goff, if they do that, I think it's going to be a close game. But I'm going to actually go the other way on this one. I'm going to take the Lions. I might be out of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Because their defense is not that strong whatsoever. And Patrick Mahomes will pick them apart. But I'm going to take the Lions on this, and I think it's going to be like a 28-24 matchup, so a fairly high-scoring game. But I'm going to go Lions. Okay. I want to see that tonight. I'm watching every. Every quarter, so Thank and I'm, I'm going to text you at the end. But, you know, NFL is here. I'm excited. I'd watch any of them play tonight. <laughs> right, exactly. Thank goodness I don't bet. But, all right, next game. Uh, I believe this is our Sunday night game, and this is your team, mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. versus the New York Giants. Who you got? Well, yeah, who you got? Well, okay. <laughs> well you know, um, you already know the answer to this. Now, I can talk myself out of it. I want to see, though, what the Giants have and how they um, use Saquon Barkley. Um, I, I thought they did him a disservice, but they at least gave him his franchise tag money and a little bit more. Um, let's see what happens. And I think if Jones is there, Daniel Jones is there, um, let's see if he's used a little bit better or has evolved. But I, I'm not going against um, I think one of the best defense in um, the NFC, I think they earn that. They may be lesser than what I think of the Eagles defense. And I want to see Dak Prescott. I, I think the pressure's on. I think he's on the hot seat after 17 interceptions. But I'm going to pick the, the Cowboys um, to win by um, three to six points, at least a field goal. Um, but I think this is, you know, it's a divisional game. And you can really throw out the records, and there are none. And to open the season with this one is really interesting. But I'm going to pick the Cowboys by three. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, uh, Princess. Divisional games are always the toughest ones. It doesn't matter if the mm-hmm. team you're going up against is just terrible. Um, we've seen yep. what happened with the – I believe it was the Colts and the Chiefs. No, the Chiefs and someone – I think it was the Colts. I don't know. Um, you know, they were doing terrible, and the Chiefs actually lost that game. So this is going to be a much closer game, but Cowboys are going to win this game. I'm not even going to really dive too much deep into it. I'm not a big believer in Daniel Jones. He's a decent quarterback, but to get paid all that money, mm-hmm. absolutely not. they lucky his safety net is decided to come back and Saquon Barkley. 
Mm-hmm. I like Dar- I do like the Darren Waller pickup. So I think he will be he will help them a lot, make a huge impact. Overall, Cowboys just have way too much talent on both sides of the football. And the only thing that to me that mess that can mess up the Cowboys is coaching and Dak Prescott. Yeah. So and yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. So all right. Exactly. <laughs> Good. So I got Cowboys winning by at least a touchdown. Um <clears throat> next game. Oh, Okay, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots on Tom Brady Day. Who you got? <laughs> wow, I didn't know it was going to be Tom Brady Day, but I don't think that matters. I think Belichick and the Patriots have a lot to prove, and I don't think they proved it in, in week one. Um, they brought back O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Let's see what they can do with Mac Jones, but he's suffering mm-hmm. too to find his success and identity. Let's see what happens. But I think they're running up running up on in week one a Philadelphia Eagles team who's motivated and has a lot to prove to say that not only, you know, did we deserve to be in that Super Bowl, but we're headed back there. We're on that run again. And I think they open up and win. And I definitely have the Eagles winning by a touchdown or two. I don't think this is close um, at all. You know, um, uh, Belichick, I think, is – you know, has lost more games than he's won, you know, post-Tom Brady era, and I don't think this is any different. I don't, I don't think they get start the season with the win. I hope you're right, Princess. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> nervous on the Eagles' first game because they don't practice. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't play their starters in the uh, preseason, and they become mm-hmm. very rusty. And when they should blow out a lesser team, it always tends to be either they lost or it tends to be very close like it did against last year against the Detroit, although they were a much better team than we all thought. I'm going with the Eagles on this one. Again, I think it's just too much talent on both sides of the football. The Patriots are mm-hmm. still young, working through a lot of things. So I'm going to go with the Eagles, and I believe they'll win by at least 10 points. Two more games, um, and then I'll throw it over to you. Uh, okay. Next game, K-Walks. Kevin Walker's 49ers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I actually think it's going to be a great game. What's your prediction? Yeah. You know, I think the Steelers still steal one. I think it's hard to go into their stadium. Kenny Pickett looked really good. He played a lot in the pre in the preseason. Um, and as much as I think that the 49ers are on a Super Bowl run themselves, I think they open up with the loss. Um, I, I don't know if Nick Bosa will be um, in uniform th- this Sunday. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pick the Steelers by less than a field goal, so by one or two points. But I think the Steelers win at home. I love Mike Tomlin as a motivator of men, and I, I think they're going to have them ready and surprise a few people for sure. Um, and I may be wrong because I am um, a Brock Purdy fan. I am a Chris, Christian McCaffrey fan. I am a Mike Shanahan offensive fan. I just think um, the Steelers have something to prove, and they may do that at home. So that's my, yeah, I think, my surprise pick. I think this one depends on the health of Brock Purdy. I think this depends on how much Nick Bosa plays, if he plays. Um, I think you cannot underestimate the Steelers team. They are young, but they play hard. They have T.J. Watts on their defense, who to me is mm-hmm. right up there with Nick Bosa. I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. says he is right up there with Nick Bosa. Um, and this is going to be a tough matchup. I really do believe this will be a tough matchup. The Steelers are coming, and they're coming fast. 
I think if those things happen for the 49ers, Brock Purdy is fairly healthy. Nick Bosa plays at least a little bit. Um, I'm going to give this by 40, to the 49ers. Only by a landslide, not by a lot. I'm going to say about three points because I don't know. For some reason, I just think, and I might be wrong, that the 49ers will be a stronger defensive team than they will be an offensive team. Um, but we'll see what happens. Although the Steelers are my second favorite team, for those who don't know. I got to represent PA. Come on now. Um, <laughs> but that's what I'm going with. I'm going to go with the 49ers on this one. Last game, and I think this is going to be a great game. And that's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. So Joe Burrow versus Deshaun Watson. Princess, who you got? Is Joe Burrow playing? Is he back from that string cast? I, I didn't know if he was going to, to play or not. But I'm hoping that he does, and I think this is an interesting game. Um, if, if Joe Burrow is playing, I, I'm picking the Bengals, um, even though I think the Browns are at home um, I, Deshaun Watson has got to show me more. Um, I thought he had some good um, flashes in preseason where he looked really fluid and went right down the field and scored on the opening drive. But I also thought he showed a little bit of rust. And, again, he really hasn't played much ball in the past two years. So, I, and I don't really know what he has around him um, um, for sure um, as, as far as his defense is concerned. But if Joe Burrow's, is playing and on point. I'm definitely going to give the nod to the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, if Deshaun Watson can show any resemblance of how he played mm-hmm. when he was with the, uh, te- the with Houston, um, then I think this will be a much tougher matchup. But I'm with you, Princess. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure on yeah. Deshaun Watson yet. He has to show us that. Um, I think defensively with Miles Garrett, they'll be fine although they are going up against a tough quarterback in Joe Burrow. I believe he is playing. That's what he said. Um, But you also got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon you have to deal with. Although their offensive line is still not the strongest, they got some playmakers Mm -hmm. on that offensive side of the ball. So I'm with you. I'm going with the Bengals, and I think they'll win by at least seven points. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to throw it over to you. Thank you, thank you. I also want to give a shout-out to Coco Golf. I don't know what the score is now, but also on the other side of that draw is Madison Key. Um, she has made the Final Four, and Coco Golf tonight is planning to get into the finals. Let's see if Coco Golf and Madison Key can both get into there. And a shout-out to ben, ben Shelton on the other side with the men's draw. He is an American that is in the Final Four. He plays Djokovic Nets, and he's a Florida Gator. Um, his dad is a tennis coach at the University of Florida, and they won the national championship, and he turned pro, and he's just 20 years old, and he's made it to the Final Four of the U.S. Open. So a lot of good things happening for U.S. and, 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 and tennis. Um, at the U.S. Open in New York. Good luck to all of those. So let's talk some college football. Um, we have more. I want to quickly do these, these, Brittany, see if we can get them all in. Um, and you know how we can just talk. So if we can just get, you know, a little bit and a score, we're going to go for, go for that. Nebraska's headed to Colorado. Um, they made this noise, and Fox Sports game day is in um, Colorado. What happens this week? Do, do they win again, and how much? Oh, I'm so going with Colorado. I think Colorado <laughs> wins. Uh, I'm not going to underestimate Nebraska. 
I just don't think they're that great. I'm going with Colorado, Shador, Sanders, and Travis Hunter, and I'm going to say they win by 10 points. Okay. Yeah, I'm going Colorado, too. Nebraska's headed by Matt Rule. His first year, he played college ball for Nebraska. But Matt Rule talked a lot of noise about Dion and his process and transfer portal and how he was working and doing whatever he was doing at Colorado this this um, summer. He broke the code because why is another coach talking about another coach? So um, I think this is personal. I think they do get win number two, though, um, Colorado, by at least two touchdowns in this one. Um, that's what I think. Notre Dame um, against NC State. Your thoughts, Brittany? Um, I think Notre Dame, one of their big-time players is out, if I can not, Devin, uh, Devin Ford, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with I'm going with NC State. I really like, um, yeah, I, yeah. is that North Carolina? No, that's not North Carolina. I'm bugging. No, that's not I'm going back. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thinking the wrong thing. I'm going back. My apologies. I'm going back to Notre mm-hmm. Dame. I think Notre Dame is going to win this one, and I think it's going to be a decent matchup. Uh, I'm going to say they win 14 points, by 14 points. Yeah, Brittany, I'm I'm going to agree with you. Notre Dame, they have the transfer um, quarterback, Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, and he looked excellent in week zero and in week one. Um, he's very comfortable in that offense, and he is a fifth-year senior, um, or actually I think he's a grad student now. He graduated from Wake Forest. Notre Dame by two touchdowns. I think that quarterback can spin it. Utah can't stand the name. Um, Utah versus Baylor. Baylor lost their quarterback last week. But they said that they have someone to replace them. But Utah at Baylor, your your thoughts? Well, you just answered that question for me. I'm not sure. <laughs> you lost your starting quarterback, yeah. and I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and I believe you're already unranked as of right now. So I'm going with that Utah all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Utah too. Um, even though Cam Rising on Utah's out, those two quarterbacks they had um, to platoon in and out were very efficient um, for sure. And Baylor, I think, is searching for a quarterback after losing their starting quarterback in week one. All right, Texas A&M, Miami. And Texas A&M is headed down to Miami. Um, this is Jimbo. He's got to get back on track. And and Petrino, Bobby Petrino, is calling the offensive plays for Texas A&M now. What happens in this game? Oh, boy, the Aggies. Is that uh, <laughs> Johnny Football's Aggies? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you didn't see that Netflix document. It's actually very good, so go check it out. Um, but I'm gonna go with Texas A&M on this one. I think they they just might be a little too strong for uh for Miami. So I'm going. I just don't think the U is the U yet. They on their way. They're trying to make it back, but they still not the old school U. I'm going with Texas A&M. Yeah, I thought Miami was up and down last year. I'm going with Texas A&M. And Texas A&M was up and down, too. But they have something to improve. I think Jimbo um, um, plans and, and makes this one happen. They win by a touchdown. Um, the Longhorns will be in Tuscaloosa playing the Alabama Crimson Tide um, this weekend. I think that is the game of the week. Um, your thoughts about this, Brittany? This one is going to be very interesting. I know first team <laughs> – uh, uh, both teams play basically gimmies in that first matchup. Um, but mm-hmm. if the Longhorns can show what they did last year, um, I know they lost, you know, one of their big times. I think it was the receipt. No, that was Tennessee. Golly, why do I keep thinking of the wrong name? I'm bugging, guys. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> um, but I think this is going to be a much closer matchup. 
than what most people think. I'm still not sure about Alabama um, and their quarterback after using, losing Bryce Young. Uh, you know what? I'm going the other way. I'm going Texas, guys. I'm going Texas. I still think this is going to be close. I think they only won probably about between three to five points. But I'm going Texas. Oh. All right. The Longhorn Ted Sarkeesian, which was a former assistant for Nick Saban and Alabama Crimson Tide. And Nick Saban is 28-2 and two against his assistants. Um, Alabama has Milrow, who is a Texas quarterback that has transferred from the Houston Cougars. Um, and Milrow had three passing touchdowns and two running touchdowns last week. I think it's probably tougher than um, this whole atmosphere, this SEC Tuscaloosa atmosphere at Bryant-Denny. It's going to get Texas. I think Bama wins by three um, to seven points in that one. Auburn versus Cal. I don't know much about Cal in this one, but Auburn has a new head coach, Hugh Freeze, which, of course, ran out of Ole Miss, but he's back, and he – if nothing else, has a winning formula and a really good offensive um, calling coach. Your thoughts, Auburn Cal? Uh, you got two teams I don't know too much about. Um, but if I just base <laughs> it off of what I think I know, then I'm going to go Auburn. Um, I just think they're going to win this one. I think they're both unranked teams, if I'm not mistaken. So both it's going to be uh, yeah, interesting, interesting game. But I'm going Auburn, and I think they'll win significantly. Yeah, you know, I, I want to pick Auburn, too. The only drawback is that they're headed to California, um, and that East Coast, West Coast is no joke. I hope they last, left maybe, you know, and not just, you know, Thursday or they're leaving today, so they'll have tomorrow to adjust and then play Saturday. But this is an iffy game to me, too. I don't know much about either one of them. I'm just going to pick Auburn because I think they had some studs last year. They've replaced Bo um, Nix, who is now in Oregon. Um, and I think Hugh Freeze knows what he's doing. He's picked up some flips from Alabama. Let's see if he can do it. I'm picking Auburn, too. Stanford versus USC, led by Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner. Who wins this one? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry, USC. I'm sorry, I'm going to say psych after that. USC, Caleb Williams, come on, he's a dog. The reason why he's the number one overall potential overall draft pick. I'm going with USC all the way. Stanford, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, you said you picking Stanford? I, I missed it, Brittany. No, I'm picking USC. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick USC, too. I think that offense is too strong. Um, even though they have some defensive problems, maybe to shore up, but I'm definitely going to pick um, USC over Stanford. Oregon versus Texas Tech. Oregon scored 83 points last week, Brittany. Who do you think wins oh, this one? <laughs> My goodness, is Chip Kelly their coach again? What the heck? Kind of misses that. Um, oh my! They, ooh, that means they have a strong offense. My goodness. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like working like that. Just because I don't like them, I'm going with. Not, I'm gonna stick with Oregon. I'm not betting. You know what? Forget it. I'm going with Texas Tech. I'm going with Texas okay. Tech in a close matchup. Three points. I'm out of my mind on this one. I do not care. <laughs> yeah, Texas Tech is at home. I just don't see Oregon coming out that strong and then eating, scoring 83 points and then they can't do anything in Texas. So I'm going to pick Oregon just to be on the opposite side um, of that one with you, Brittany. That's it. I wanted to get those predictions in. Um, again, um, good luck to all of the players that are in the U.S. Open. We're down to the Final Four on both sides. And we got two African-American young ladies, beautiful, all four of them. Ladies, let me just not point out that all four ladies um, 
on the Final Four side and the, and the men's side. Everybody's down to the Final Four. We're going to see some um, some some finals here on Saturday and Sunday. Um, congratulations to those. Brittany, thank you Coco. for tonight. Coco, yeah, was Coco Golf. 5-2, uh, 5-2 in the first set. So hopefully she keeps it going. Amen. Amen. I like that. Thank you, Coco Golf. I'll be following that. Kickoff for the NFL, um, the Chiefs and the Lions, I think it's around 8.05, um, NFL is back. College football is back. I love this time of year. Brittany, have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. Have a good night. Go Lions. <laughs> Go Lions. That's what you think. <laughs> Never had it so good. We'll see you next time.